Welcome to the Rhythm of Us podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and Jenny Gravy. This past year, we released a book we've been pouring our hearts and souls into for quite some time, and it's called The Rhythm of Us. And it's available now wherever you get your books. Throughout this season, we'll be exploring the five rhythms from our book, as well as sitting with and learning from wise leaders, mentors, and friends in our life about the intentional rhythms that can lead us closer to God and closer to each other. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to The Rhythm of Us. We're so excited that you're here. And hey, we were so excited to hear from so many people, babe, from last episode, the If Only episode. Pretty cool. It was so fun to hear from so many of you who've experienced kind of getting stuck in that same cycle of if only and, you know, just the powerful truth that God offered us that there's a way out of it. And Mm so we're so glad to hear from so many of you that were blessed by that truth as well. Um, It's been such a blessing to us in our lives. Yeah, it's been really neat just to hear uh, how this message has impacted your life. And so many of you are sharing the podcast with others in your world that need to hear this. And so, hey, as this kind of unfolds and impacts in your life, we still want to hear how is God continuing to use this message, this if only message that he showed us in scripture to change and impact your life. So you can hit us up on social or wherever. But all that to say is here we are again. Today we have a, such a good conversation. I cannot wait to share with you guys who we have on the podcast today. Our good friends, drumroll please. <laughs> Nathan and Christy Knuckles. Yeah. Who you may have known back in the day as the Christian music duo Watermark. Yeah, you know, Christy and Nathan, you know, they've had a long and successful career in the music world and the music industry really since the early 90s. You know, they've led worship and been featured artists in the passion movement, and they've released 12 records. That's crazy, Mm -hmm. babe. That's impressive. That's what we call (laughs) impressive, including Christy's latest project, This Is The Hour. Christy and Nathan are just two of those people who you can believe what they say. I don't know if it's the older I get or just... You look great, though. (laughs) (laughs) I think as I grow and mature in my faith, like, that's just something I really have come to value and appreciate about friendships in my life that the people that I listen to the most are the ones that I just get this sense that they really believe the words that they're saying to me, Mm -hmm. that they really live out the convictions that they're talking about. And that is certainly true of Christy and Nathan. And we are so excited to share this conversation with you today. We covered so much amazing ground in our time with the Knuckles that we didn't want to cut anything. So (laughs) we are sharing this conversation in two parts. Yeah, I think just to kind of piggyback on what you said, I think authenticity is one of our number one core values. And the cool thing about Christy and Nathan is they are the exact same people they are over a glass of wine or dinner at their house versus who someone sees them on social media on stage. And so that is a value of ours here in the Gravy household. So with that being said, today we're heading down memory lane (laughs) with Nate and Christy as they reflect on the decades of marriage and music together as a couple, which is always very interesting. Yes. They also discuss the timeless marriage, faith, and family rhythms that have carried them over the years. We know you're going to enjoy this, but make sure you tune in next time for the second half of this awesome conversation where we dive into the heart behind Christy's brand new record, This Is The Hour. All right, with that being said, here's Christy and Nathan. All right, well, hey there, Christy, Nathan. How are you guys doing? Good. Hey, we're great. Hello. Now we got Nathan here. Yeah, y'all just get ready to be blessed. 
Christy does all the talking for all these years, and I've been waiting my turn. You've just been, this is it. All <laughs> pent up. This is the I'm moment. 25 years of knowledge and experience. It's all coming oh, out now. It's a oh, master class. Here we it comes. <laughs> master class. <laughs> right. Well, then let's, let's dive in because we've got so much to cover of 25 years. So speaking of 25 years, for somebody who maybe is living under a rock and doesn't know who you guys are, when someone says, like, who are you? What do you do? Well, what's the answer that you give them? Well, <laughs> um, we've known each other a really long time. So we met when we were 19 and we've just kind of grown up together. Yeah. We got married at 21 and really hit the ground running as far as just music. And so we've been in music, really the worship, I guess, world um, for more than 25 years and um, started out really just, we had a guy in our church that actually helped us uh, pay for a little custom album. And we thought it was just for our church. Like we thought, you know, these songs are just going to be for our people. And we wrote the record with a guy named Charlie Hall. And he and Nathan had been friends uh, since like high school. Yeah. And, and after that record came out, we, I remember getting an email. Um, it was right when email became a thing, like when we had like an AOL.com address and, um, we got this email and we were like, who is Louis, Louis Giglio? Like we didn't know how to say his name, Louis Giglio. And he wrote us and he was like, Hey, a friend of mine handed me this record that you guys just made. And I don't know who you are, but he was like, I had to pull over cause I couldn't see to drive. But he was like, the songs you're singing are the prayers that my wife and I are praying for this collegiate ministry we're going to start it's called passion and so they asked if we would come to the first one in in austin texas in 97 yeah 97 and yeah 20 years we we had no idea that would be the start of like 20 years of just walking with them and and leading and writing songs and then we were also for a bit called watermark we were signed that was actually our first record deal was with Michael Levy Smith, who we were raised, you know, loving and like, you know, we were big CCM fans um, as kids. And so to be able to be signed on Michael's label was just a dream come true. So we were called Watermark for several years as well. And we're still doing music. So, yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so good to see you guys. Well, thanks for listening today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So how did you guys actually meet each other though? We want to hear that story. Yeah, we were, we both are from Oklahoma and uh, we both attended Oklahoma Baptist University. And I actually had a buddy of mine that was dating Christy at the time, Christy Hill. So uh, he was dating this gal. Uh, the first time we really kind of interacted was actually uh, my friend wanted to celebrate her birthday i think he forgot your birthday yeah. was the deal and so he wanted to do something special for her so he had this great idea he had a really close relationship yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um, oh, he had this birthday? great idea he <laughs> he wanted to write you a song and mm -hmm. he's not a songwriter and he's not really a singer but he has a lot of confidence so <laughs> it took him a lot a long way anyway so he wrote her kind of this silly he, but he used a tune that was actually that you had written with charlie the guy was just telling you that we did yeah. our first album with so he took the song changed the lyrics yeah he stole y'all's to song. tell your y'all's story yeah anyway he won he explained this whole plan to me he was like i'm gonna get christy and i'm gonna take her into the music hall where they have all the music majors uh practice piano they have all the little practice rooms 
He's like, I'm going to take her in one of those practice rooms with a piano. I'm going to blindfold her and you're going to be there sitting at the piano. And then I want you to play that song and I'm going to sing it to her. So I was like, cool, man, let's do it. So, uh, yeah. So one afternoon he blindfolded you, brought you into the music room and I was in there playing the piano and I played the piano for whatever this guy's name is. I almost said his name. <laughs> he shall remain nameless. We'll uh, see. We'll see. It might, might slip out. Um, but yeah, after he sang her the song, he had the wherewithal to be like, he, he was kind of putting two and two together. He was like, Nathan, you need to, you actually need to know Christy. She actually writes songs. And, and the whole time he's singing to me, I'm like, who is this guy at the piano? Yeah. <laughs> and so, I was way more interested in him. Inadvertently, he, uh, my friend kind of connect, connected Christy and I, we ran into each other. Uh, this would be 93. Yeah. We ran into each other at this songwriter seminar thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, Christy Hill, what's yeah. up? Yeah. And we hung out that whole week. And it wasn't maybe two weeks later that yeah. we, it was like boyfriend. Girlfriend. It was on. Yeah. It was, we were never like, <laughs> let's be on. friends. And <laughs> it was on. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. So wait, how, how old are you guys? You said 21 when you guys got married? Well, we, yeah. So yeah, we met at 19 and then yeah, 21, we got married. Now, whippersnappers. Yeah. Uh, now, now, when you think of all your kids and go like, no, of course you can't get married at twenty. Right. <laughs> Never, ever will you ever. Are you insane. <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh man, for real. All right, so let's talk about it, you guys. So there's a lot of couples out there going like, first off, cool, you guys met each other, fell in love, all the things, but you've not only done that, but you've like worked your whole career, like your whole grown up career has been like. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, coworker. Oh, hey there. <laughs> right. So like, talk about that. Cause I'm sure you're listening going like, no way we'd kill each other. Yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so like, how have you not killed each other? I suppose. <laughs> and been, like working together and what, you know, what are some of the challenges of, of mm -hmm. working together? Yeah, I guess part of the, or the most of the beauty of it really is that we did meet at 19. And so we really have truly grown up together and so I think that um, it's all we've ever known. We always say that. So we don't know anything different. We weren't like, you know, 28, had sort of career already, and then, you know, meet each other. It's like our career and everything in ministry, just it all started at the same time. And really, like, I think individually, we were both doing things, you know, even in high school and our college years. Um that were special and we were a part of things musically and stuff, but it really did feel like as soon as we met that, like almost like the Lord had just reserved um, that to, for it to happen together, you know, and for that to be really uh, like a marriage in and of itself, as far as just like us growing musically. And so, um, and then I think it's really unique in that truly like almost across the board, like our, our strengths and weaknesses, like, it, it's really balanced. <laughs> like his strengths are truly like my weaknesses and vice versa. And so that helps to, and that's um, probably across the board and, you know, all things, but for sure, music wise and, you know, career wise, it's like, we're truly leaning on each other in a way that um, the Lord probably <laughs> did that on purpose. So we wouldn't kill each other, but it's like, we really do need the other. And so I think the more that we've grown in, uh, you know, weaknesses becoming strengths over time, or just that you're growing more into who you are, that's probably when we've 
butted heads more because, you know, I've probably grown into a little bit of a producer, you know, and then he's grown musically, even lyrically, where he's just like, I don't get what you're saying, you know, or what if you said it like this? And so like our, our, our weaknesses have sort of, you know, just strengthened over time and we're growing in areas and even probably this last project, um, it maybe was like the hardest yeah. we've experienced <clears throat> in a really long time of just like kind of that initial like butting heads in the beginning and <laughs> having to get. Yeah. But the core of that. butting heads, I think with any couple, I mean, if you get really down to it, if she's butting against my head, <laughs> uh, it's more like uh, my ego is getting dinged on some level. Yeah. It's like, no, I actually know what I'm doing and you don't. And that's usually the, like the bottom line nature of it. First of all, my feelings were hurt. And then the next level is I know more than you with whatever we're having a problem with. So it's usually a process when you get a little distance from our budding heads session, like, oh, I think I was just kind of like getting my feelings hurt essentially, mm -hmm. which is yeah. whatever. We can work through that part. Um, I don't know. It's funny. I hear a lot of Young couples, when they're uh, dating and getting engaged, uh, will say how much they have in common. Like, oh, we both love Italian food. You know, we both love to travel. <laughs> we both love sci-fi movies, you know. Very deep things. All very, very deep, deep things. Deep. Right. Which can be indicators of certain things, sure. Um, sure. I think, yeah, <laughs> but I think uh, ultimately, I guess we'll be married. 28 yeah, this years. The mm -hmm. summer is crazy. I think what we found is the longer we're married, more we realized like, whoa, we're like, we're crazy different. Mm -hmm. Like we're really different. Is that like a negative bummer thing? Mm -hmm. I th actually think it's a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. And like Christy was saying, musically, we're very different. Also, Christy just moves through this world differently than I do, you know? And I, we always have this thought, how boring would it be like if I thought exactly how Christy thinks all the time, where do you want to go to eat? You know, Oh, here, that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, <laughs> how should we deal with this problem? I think we should deal with it like that. Well, I think so too. You know, and we were just kind of like, just kind of putter down the stream of life. And I think what it makes it exciting is when we're kind of coming at things in a completely different way and we see it as a strength and an asset for our marriage, as opposed to something that's fighting against our marriage, just because you think of something two different ways, that doesn't mean like, Oh, don't you go to, sometimes you need to go to counseling, talk to people. But a lot of times Christy's just a different person and I'm a different person than her. And that's awesome. That's mm -hmm. how it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's such a gift when you can see it that way, that, God knows what we need in each other. That's so good. I would love to ask, you know, you said 28 years. Is it 28? Mm -hmm. 28 years. So after 28 years, what would you say are maybe just two or three of the rhythms that you can see now looking back that have carried you to this place that have been consistent um, in bringing fruit to your marriage? Yeah. Um, I think about it's actually something that he says. So we travel. And so that's actually a huge part of our job and our ministry. And um, that can be very 
wearisome, you know, um, and then just being gone a lot. Like we've found that through the years, like we haven't been able to be a part of a community group consistently. And I, we find that like people in the community, they do here in town cause we're in Nashville. Um, you know, but we have spent time, you know, in Atlanta or just, the, it's like where people just didn't quite understand the industry or kind of like what that entails and it, what it takes. And, um, but one of the things that Nathan always says is that, um, he loves to look at that as not moving from event to event, um, like what we've got on the calendar, but he loves to look at it as moving from rest to rest um, so that we're kind of looking towards the margin rather than like, okay, here's what all we have. Okay. We're going to go from this and this, and then the next week we've got this, this, and this. And so I think um, that has helped us a ton. I think just rest in general has been a rhythm. Um, we were just talking about it yesterday because you know how quickly, I mean, we can all drift from those like boundaries we've set in place, but I think we've really tried to like um, create that margin look at our calendar and like finding those times where there's nothing. Um, so that's definitely been that rhythm. And even with the travel, I like how he looks at it. And in, in fact, my, my manager who sometimes goes on the road with this, um, he, he said this last time because he traveled with this and we were in the airport headed home and Nathan is like, um, so many steps in front of us. And Matt looked at me and he goes, I love go home, Nathan. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, I'm going home to rest. I'm going to sit in my chair today. I'm going to watch golf, you know, whatever yeah. it is or football in the fall, you know? So it's like, he's just like, he looks at it rather than like event to event to, from rest to rest. And that's one of the things that I think of the most. And I think too, just we both, because we do work from home. I mean, I know that this sounds like a luxury to a lot of people because they have nine to fives or they're just out the door. And I, I have a heart for that and understand um, what that must be like, because we don't have to get out in traffic and all those things. But we do try to have time in the morning where it's just, we're able to chill um, before we do, you know, he goes out to his studio. He works all day till six o'clock. Um, I'm working most of the day as well. But we really do also try to have just those connecting points where I have this one place in the house. I always sit. He always knows where to find me. And just that, you know, he can always kind of walk through there and I'll be like, hey, can you sit down for a little bit? And just just trying to have those connection points where um, we're either just, you know, talking about some of the things that are on the calendar, or even just for that week or talking about spiritual things or we pray through some stuff that we know is going on with the kids. Or So we really do try to communicate and that's, you know, it's just super obvious for marriage, but, <laughs> but yeah, we just really try to build it in um, before we like kind of go our separate ways for the day. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. We'll get back to the show in a minute, but real quick, just remember to mind you to order a copy or two or three of my parents' new book, The Rhythm of Us from your favorite retailer. All right, let's get back to the show. Nathan, is there 25 years of pent up waiting to share this one rhythm that you want to share? Oh, <laughs> it's funny hearing Christy. Yours. Yeah, say that. It's. Uh, I also remember our, our kids also happen to be right now, they're 15, 20, and 22. So when they were like yeah. way younger, like two, four, six, seven, eight, we were actually touring a massive amount and like world touring and 
yeah. hitting it hard and the little kids. And so we did not have this rhythm down <laughs> yeah. at all. We yeah. were just every once in a while, we just catch each other's eye in the, in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> yeah, are we okay? <laughs> yeah. For real. You know, see you on the bus. Um, <laughs> no, but it was more like, it was more the 10 minutes here. And if I can pull away, I'm going to ride with, I'm going to drive with Christy to go get the kids from school. So if you think about that, that's 15 minutes of keep the music off and connect for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's pretty, or go to the grocery store. I know it sounds like a nightmare for guys, but <laughs> go to the grocery store together and to, you know, just walking through the grocery store. And yeah. Being able to he talk. does that as a, like a real act of love. Cause he knows I don't like the grocery store. Right. So I'll just be like, I'll go with you. We can split the list in half or I'll just walk with you or I'll push the cart. And right. thank you. I sure. love that. I love that looking for those moments, even if it's, we have to go to the grocery store or it's just driving yeah. the car together. We have to grab them whenever they appear. I love that. Picture you getting, the store, getting one of the motorized carts. I'll yeah. drive it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> He's like, can you make my list small enough to fit in right. a little basket? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned something about your kids and I think that's really good. I appreciate you saying that just, you know, different seasons, right? Yeah. But um, you're in a different season now with your kids, you know, 22, 20 and 15. Um, and what's been neat for us as we've gotten to obviously, you know, get to know you guys, get to know your kids and, and see these projects you guys are putting out. We're going to talk about your new one here in a second, but how is it you cultivate? Cause you have kids that are just super creative just like you guys mm -hmm. and so but they all have their own walk they'll have their own calling they're they're in the throes of trying to figure out who they want to be when they grow up so for you guys how have you um kind of let them be a part of your creative process and then also how do you cultivate for them kind of finding and discovering their next steps and their calling in the midst of their unique giftings mm -hmm. yeah you got something? No. I mean, I got lots of stuff. I was just trying to give you a chance. To talk. Um, okay. So, yeah. So over the years, um, that was a huge thing that we wanted to accomplish was that we wanted our kids to feel invited into what we were doing. I mean, one of our biggest fears was at the end of the day that they would, you know, have like, they would not like ministry and they would not want to be a part of like the church or anything. Um, because we you know we were a part of all of that for so long. And so we always just, you know, let them come. Like, even I remember making choices when they were really little, especially when we were a part of planting a church and we had to be at church before anybody else, instead of having a nanny, we would bring them and they would often just like kind of play like in the room while we were doing sound check. They were often in meetings like that and just, you know, kind of in gathering spaces of artists and worship leaders. And we just kind of let them be with us. And then over the years, you know, of course we toured, then they started being a part of our shows um, in particular a Christmas show that we, we did for about five years and we would be, you'd be really careful about that too, because it's like, we're not going to make you do this, but if you want to be a part of it, you're, you're invited. And if you were a part of it, what do you see yourself doing? So just trying to like make it almost like their idea um, and, and let them tell us rather than us tell them. And so that's one of the ways that 
I feel like it just sort of almost has spiraled a little bit and it's been a domino effect of like, since they felt invited in and, and I think they could obviously see that God was really doing something in the room and they were getting to be a part of it. And I think it felt very special to them. And we still look back even, we, maybe we'll do another one in the future, but we still look back on those, those shows, those, that, those years of getting to do that Christmas tour was just like a, a picture. I mean, there was a moment where, you know, we were like the Von Trapp family. I mean, we literally sang the sound of music like around one microphone and Noah's playing the guitar next to us. And, you know, I know for a lot of people that sounds so cheesy, but um, it was the moment in the room that all the phones came up, you know, because they're just like, it's, it's a, a rare thing. I think when, you know, especially just this day and age when you're just like, wow, there's like a whole family up there. And it seems like the kids are really just like uh, wanting to be a part of it. I mean, I think about even just lately we did some videos and um, you know, Noah closing his eyes and playing acoustic and it just, you know, knowing that music is so beautiful to him and that he really like it's a joy for him to get to create like that and he doesn't feel like it's like you know not Mm -hmm. a cool thing to be with mom and dad and to create with us you know And, and but I think part of that is because we have really tried to to fully support what he's doing personally in his own music world and I think that's what also just gives him the freedom to kind of step into our world some as well so hopefully it's it's like a give and take, and if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. So one more question along these lines, and then I'm I want to jump into kind of the stories behind the album. But you know, we've been to your home several times, and something that I always feel, and I've heard other people say as well, is that it just has this peaceful feeling. Mm-hmm. Like you, somehow you've created this atmosphere of peace and just welcome. And you just want to like sit down and rest. Like, and so it's neat to hear you say that rest is a high priority and a mm-hmm. rhythm practice. What are some practical ways that, that mm-hmm. you can create that environment of peace in your home? Lamps and dimmers. <laughs> yeah. 25 years. I, I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> I mean, it's true though. I mean, like when the kids were little, we would come home and a babysitter will have been home, you know, and the lights are all on, you know, like full blast. Everything's just the TV's blaring and the kids are just like going bonkers. <laughs> and Nathan just immediately starts like he turns the TV off. He starts, you know, cause it's like eight o'clock. And at that time in their lives, it's like, we need to be way, way gearing down. Mm-hmm. Like after dinner would always be just like chill. And, and, and the babies there was just like, is he mad at me? You know? And I'm just like, no, no, no. Like you're fine. But maybe like next time, just know that like after dinner, we always start like the whole house just goes, you know, and everything (laughs) dims down and it's like, it's a glow, you know, and the TV's off and it's like, you know, you can play soft music or you guys can just, you know, kind of sit around and read or whatever. But we always, you know, since the kids were little, so we kind of in a way like, (laughs) train train them to to be that way you know what i mean and for our, our house to always kind of be dimmable I think too, at we're always moment. lighting directors a bit even now when we have people come over i think unconsciously we're both kind of cognizant of like okay where's the conversation happening if it's happening like on the two couches and the chair then i usually go into the kitchen and i like turn all those lights off 
and then I'll keep the hallway light on, but at like 50% so you can find the bathroom, you know, but most of the lighting is, is kind of in the, yeah, just in that front room. I remember we were there, you're like, Chris, no, just a little to the left. I got to get the, the ring light. Yeah, but we are kind of lighting, but. People so, are like, yeah. oh, so you don't pray. You just don't <laughs> just dimmers and lamps. First no, thing. but I think that, you know, that's been just something that we've always tried to practice, like, since the kids were little. And I think um, it lends itself to doing something like reading rather than just, like, we're going to watch a show till 10 and then we're going to try to go make you go to sleep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think through the years we have tried to be in, intentional with that. And I think um, – I I did a whole podcast on that once of just like kind of how to set the space for rest and what does that actually look like? It's not being manipulative. I mean, you're just more like helping everyone's because it's true that like, um, you know, our senses are just, we're just on overload. And so I think um, we want our home um, to be a place where there's a a thing on that Lectio 65 app that says like, just basically like center my, like my scattered senses, like, in the presence of God. So I think it's like our senses are so scattered as just people, you know, and um, we want our home to be that place where people come in and they do like, we have people say, you know, have said like, I feel like I just want to like go put PJs on, you know, um, but just like, you know, creating that, um, that place of just like calm and peace. And of course we do pray a lot in the house and and do pray that, you know, God's presence would just be all over it and that people would, since that, uh, you know, the home that his heart is when you're in our home. And so we've, yeah, just tried to be really intentional with that through the years. I love that. We're going to show up in our PJs next time. Yes. Like- Seriously. <laughs> well, look, if I'm you guys, you just look, you want PJs? Twenty nine ninety five. I got a set right here. Oh, it's just, yeah. look, bro, side hustle, dude. Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> And if you like this light, you can click on this link. Right. Right. Wait, click on this link. Click on this link right here. <laughs> hey there, we really hope and pray that this episode blessed you. And we always love to hear from you when God moves in your life through this podcast. So, hey, if you get a chance, take a second, leave a review on iTunes, hit us up on our website, therhythmofus.com, or you can find us on social media. That's where everybody is. <laughs> Also, you can find all the info for today's episode, all the books and links mentioned in our show notes over at our website, therhythmofus.com. All right. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. We will catch you next time on the Rhythm of Us podcast.